Afro Tales Podcast is a part of the Connected Podcast Network. Ahoy, my friends. Welcome aboard the Afro Tales Podcast. I'm your storyteller, Aman Mazinga. Join me as we explore the tales that grew from the people of indigenous and African descent in the Americas and the Caribbean. After, come and see me, chef, who will impart upon you a recipe for the story you have just heard. So with no further ado, let us set sail on this new age of exploration. Tricking Kings There was once a king who had a deep well that gave him lots of fresh water. One day he began to notice that some of the water was gone and rest was all muddied up and he couldn't tell who had done this to him. He knew he had to catch a thief because the weather was so dry that no one could get any water except from the king's well. So the king made a man made of tar and set it right by the mouth of the well. He put bread in one of the hands of the tar man and in the other a fish. When the thief comes, the king figured, he would have to have a chat with him. And when he finds the tar man won't talk, he will hit him. And so he said, and so it happened. Up came the thief about 11 o'clock that night. And when he came near the well, he was startled. He said, good evening to you, sir. But the tar man didn't respond. He said, I'm just taking a walk around tonight and I got thirsty so I wanted to ask you for some water the tar man wouldn't speak the thief said I will have to find out who you are he went right up to the face of the image and he peered at it for a long time because it was so dark oh I see you are a watchman Master King put you here to frighten me away, but you are no good here. And he slapped him in the jaw and his hand got stuck. He said, oh, hell, look, you gummy, let me go or, or, or you will. The tar man said nothing. He said, I'll give you a slap if you won't let me go. And he slapped him. And now his two hands were stuck. He said, what do you mean by this? You won't let me go. I'll throw you into the well if you won't let me go. He said, Master King sent you here to hold me and you're holding me, but I'm going to toss you into the well. Then both of us will be down there. I'll tell you. And he tried to toss him and his struggling to get away just stuck more and more until he was fastened on from head to toe. And who was the thief? Brunansi. Now, the next morning, the king said, Ah, uh, I have caught the thief, and his meat and bones will make my bread today. And he took him by the shoulder, and he pulled him off the tar man, and he dragged him by the hair to the palace. He called his servant and said, I caught the thief 
who has been stealing my water for many weeks, but he won't steal from me anymore. Then he said, take him and hold him and we'll chain him until we can think of a way we can kill him best. The servant asked what his sentence would be. So Master King said, maybe we will have to burn him. Bernanzi never said a word. The servant said, I think the best death for him is to shoot him. Still, Bernanzi kept quiet. The king said, the best way to take his life is to drown him. Then Bernanzi said, oh, Master King, you mean to pitch me in that blue, blue sea? Master King better shoot me than to pitch me in that blue sea water. But the king said, no, I wouldn't. I'll have to drown you. And he took a bit of rope and put it around Bernanzi's neck and tied a piece of iron to it and took him to the beach. Master King and his servant took him out in a boat about three miles out to sea and flung him overboard. And he went right to the bottom, sat down, loosened the iron from around his neck and floated to the top just like he knew he would. He was bobbing along even before the boat moved half a mile and called out, Oh, Master King, you couldn't have done me a better favor than to fling me into the seawater. It's my home. He dove down again, feeling kind of happy, and he met up with a shark. Oh, Bruh Shark, Bruh King Shark, you the very man I've been looking for for three nights now and three days now. Bruh Shark asked why, and he said, I want to get together to catch some small fish and go ashore and cook them up for a big feast this afternoon. Bruh Shark said, You would invite me to the big feast? Yes, I would. Come on, let's go on and catch some and I'll show you. Well, they caught plenty and they went ashore. And Brush Shark said to Brother Nancy, you must go ashore alone and leave me in the water because I can't live out of the water for more than two minutes. You cook them up and just bring me my shell. Bernanzi said, well, I have them all cooked up and then I'll bring you your shell. You stay in the water and sing some sweet songs thinking about the feast while I get some kindling and get this fire going. After the fire was going, he put a big copper pot on it. One that holds 200 gallons of water. And he filled it with small fish. And when they were all boiled up and the water was steaming hot, he said, Brush out, come here in the sun for a while and show me how you stand on the tip of your tail and tell some jokes. Brush Shark said, I'll 
come, but only for half a minute. You know, because otherwise I'll die. And as Brush Shark came up and stood on the tip of his tail, Brunanzi took out a bucket of steaming water and killed him. Brush Shark had nothing more to say ever again. Brunanzi cut him up in three pieces and put him in the copper pot with all the little fishes and boiled it properly with peppers. After it was cooked, he took it off the fire. He knew he couldn't eat it all alone, but being so selfish, he was going to throw away what was left over. But just as he was beginning, up came Brud Lion. Brud Nancy said, Ah, you are the man I wanted to see. I want you to help me eat some of this fish here. I have caught plenty and can't eat them all. He was afraid of lying, but just smiled and said, You just came in time. And they both sat down to eat. When Brud Nancy ate about six pieces of fish, Lion had eaten just about all the rest. Brud Nancy, who didn't really want to share, grumbled to himself. I've been here all the time, lighting the fire and straining to put the big copper pot on the fire. And here you come just in time to eat. Lion said, what are you saying? If you grumble anymore, I'm going to kill you and eat you too. You just look at what I'm doing and keep quiet. But Nancy got really scared now and didn't say anything until he had finished eating. Then Brother Nancy said to Lion, Let's play a little game we used to play when we were at school. And Lion said he didn't remember any games. But Nancy said, Sure you do. We take a little piece of string and you put your two hands behind your back and we tie you to a tree and take a little switch and touch your back with it and then you make a rush and break the string and get away and the other person has to do the same thing lion said to brother nancy if you let me tie you first i'll play brother nancy said that was all right and they got a string and a switch and Brud Lion tied him. And then when Brud Lion hit him with the switch, he made a plunge and got away. Brud Nancy said, Now, let me tie you. And he pulled out a cord rope out of his pocket and tied Brud Lion's hands behind his back. And he took out a whip from his pocket and really started to lick him hard. Lion made a plunge at Brud Nancy with his paw to kill him but he couldn't touch him. Brother Nancy was that quick. My wife, my wife, you and all the children come out here and get your licks on Brother Lion. A little while ago, he ate all my fish, which I was going to bring home. So all the children started to beat Brother Lion too, until he was half dead. And they just left him there 
tied to the tree. Brenline lying on the ground, half beat to death, and they went on home. Brenline saw a woman coming his way on her way home. So he said, my, my good lady, please let me lose or else I'll surely die. The lady said, who put you there, my good lion? Brother Nancy, ma'am. Why did he tie you? He tied me here because we had a little game we played in school. And he got me to remember it and play it with him. I tied him first and he broke the string like we always used to. And he got away. Then he tied me, but, but not with the same string but a much stronger cord rope. And then he licked me and his wife and children came and licked me and had me completely beaten. But if I let you go, my good line, you will spring at me and eat me. He cried, no, no, my good lady. If I tried to do that, all the trees and stones around here would cry shame. She said, all right, then I will. And she let him loose. And immediately he tried to spring on her and eat her. And all the trees and all the stones sang out, shame, lion, shame. So he stopped. So he went home, told his wife what Brother Nancy had done to him. And she said, I always told you to stay away from Brother Nancy's reach. You are much stronger than he is, but you haven't got the tricks that he has. But we'll think of a way to get back at him. So she thought and thought. And finally she said, we'll have a dance tonight. You know how much Brother Nancy likes to dance. We'll figure out a way to fix him because he will come to the dance. He couldn't stand to stay away. I know we'll get a revolver and shoot him. Well, Brother Nancy heard about how everybody else had been invited to a dance and he wanted to go. So he told his wife to wrap him in a white sheet and he could go as a little baby and she could carry him to the dance. And if anyone noticed that it is him, she should just throw him out of the window in the sheet. So said, so done. And the music struck up and they got right into dancing. And Lion noticed a mother with this baby and he said, I don't think a baby has bones that big. Ah, uh, it must be Brunansi pulling a trick. So he found out by pulling on the sheet, and Brunansi told his wife to throw him out of the window. But his wife was so taken up in the dancing that she didn't hear him. So Nancy gave a little jig and started to run, lying behind him. He ran until he saw a crab hole, just beside a pepper tree. So he grabbed some peppers 
jumped down into the hole. He put the peppers in his mouth and crushed them up. Lion came to the hole and started to dig. He dug until he could just about see Brad Nancy. And then Brad Nancy spat out the mouthful of peppers into the lion's eyes and made him blind. He rubbed both eyes out of his head with his paws. It hurt so much. And he died from the pain. And out came Brad Nancy, chopped him up, and flung him on his shoulder and carried him home, piece by piece. To his wife, he said, My wife, I can walk out proudly forever, day or night, because I have killed the great king of the woods, and we have lion to eat tonight for dinner. So he got the pot on the fire and got some limes and made lion soup. I went to this feast and enjoyed some of it. And I came directly here to tell you this big lie. The end. Wow. So that was an awesome story coming out of the African-American folktales by Roger D. Abrams. What can I say? He was pure Nazi. I mean, he did all the tricking that he does. He figured his way out of everything as he always will. I apologize for the amount of cannibalism, I guess, because Anansi is a spider, but that would make him an arachnid. So is it cannibalism if he eats a shark and a lion, but he's also a god, a trickster god? So is it cannibalism if he's eating, again, a shark and a lion? I don't know. You tell me if you guys feel like this is cannibalism. Afrotalescast at gmail.com. This story is another one of those things where I've read so many stories now that I can see other parts of other stories in this one. In particular, I have a list. Basically, any Anansi tale obviously, but also some Brer Rabbit tales. So the biggest one, the very beginning, you get the king with the tar man, right? That is, again, Brer Rabbit and the tar baby. Same situation all the way up to how they want to be killed. Why Anansi wants to be thrown into the ocean, I don't know. I guess it just fits the story. Or like he said, it's home for him. I don't know. That one that one was beyond me. I understand why Brother Rabbit wants to be thrown in the briar a patch, but I can't understand why Nancy wants to be thrown into the ocean. Other stories where Nancy's eating people, um, Anansi and the guinea bird, uh Anansi plays dead. Um you get Bro Rabbit doing um, what's for dinner and uh, Granny Wolf are two other stories that I've done where Bro Rabbit is either eating or feeding um, people to another person where that is cannibalism. Um, the part about Lion attacking the woman, getting him out of hell um, for helping him that comes that I have another story where 
you have that in uh, help or no help. And um, we, last, we have another story where a Nazi literally tricks another lion <laughs> called um, a Nazi tricks bro lion. All of these can be found in the episode uh, notes that I will put below. I just want to say folktale is wonderful. You got to watch who you trust. And that's basically what they're telling you. And you also have to know how to get out of situations that you may find yourself in. But also don't put yourself in those situations. I say this all the time to friends and family. Do not put yourself in a situation that you have to then try to figure your way out of. Don't do that. Don't put yourself somewhere where you can get hurt, whether by you doing it to yourself or somebody else doing it to you. Now, some situations are impossible to know that this is going to be a bad situation for you. But the ones you do know, and you know what I'm talking about, you can get out of those situations by never getting into it to begin with. You know if you have that friend who always puts you in a bad situation. You know if drinking or drugs puts you in bad situations. If so, don't do them. Don't do drugs, period, unless it's medically, well, don't abuse drugs is what I should say. This is a touchy subject. Anyway, do what's right. <laughs> That's all I can say about that. Um, What else can I say about this story? Nothing. Nothing. This story is just awesome. And I'm glad I got a chance to read it to you. I hope you liked it. And if this is your first time here, please go back and listen to other stories. You'll love them. Trust me, you will. And if you haven't tried any of the recipes, definitely try what um, Chef has coming up next. And until then, as always, have a blessed day. Welcome, my friends, to the cabin. I am your chef, Chef, and today we have a wonderful recipe inspired by the story you have just heard. Today, we will be creating salted cod salad. Now, what will you need for this recipe? One pound of salted cod, one large yellow onion thinly sliced, one large tomato diced, half large avocado or a whole small avocado diced, three hard boiled eggs quartered, 12 green olives, this is optional, half a cup of olive oil, one tablespoon white wine vinegar. Now, how do we put this together? Easy. Soak the salted cod in cool water for 15 to 13 minutes. Drain 
and transfer card to a pot. Cover with water and bring it to a simmer on the stove top. Change the water and bring it to a simmer three to four more times or until card reaches desired saltiness. Drain using a fork breaking up the card and set aside. Saute the onion in a skillet with two tablespoons of olive oil until soft and translucent. In a large bowl, combine cod with onions and remaining ingredients. Toss until well combined. If the salad is too dry to your liking, add more olive oil. Serve with rice or boiled yucca root drizzled with olive oil. And that is it my friend. There you have it. Now go make this recipe yours. And until we have another wonderful recipe for you, remember how Anansi tricked all the kings. And until next time, my friends, as always, enjoy. Thank you, my friends, for coming on this voyage. Thanks to Art by Chalet for the logo, episode, and shirt designs. You can get t-shirts and other items on tpublic.com. You can contact me on all socials at AfroTalesCast. That's Afro, T-A-L-E-S, cast. And email me at AfroTalesCast at gmail.com. You may also become a benefactor by simply sharing with any and everyone. Giving a thumbs up, a five-star rating and review in your podcast app of choice, or simply donating on Patreon or coffee.com. That's ko-fi.com. So until we meet again, may your winds be fair and your seas follow.